1: I'm going to talk tonight, first of all, <clears throat> about, I want to remind you that, that of course, spirituality and and the aspect of spirituality is not a thought or a philosophy. It is more a way of life. Um, it is a philosophy, too, but it doesn't become a spiritual pathway or, or spirituality within your life until you start living it. And in order to understand it more, it is a being, Glynis. Thank you in order to understand it more, we have to understand just just how how the universe works. Uh we, we understand spirituality is living um an honorable life in many ways and, and and you know, being kind to others and all of that stuff. But but we also have to understand that that, that because we are in a universe, a universe that I might add is, is ordered and has amazing stuff to it uh we are we are guided by and controlled by what 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 have been declared as universal laws now now the universal laws are not something that a particular religion made up it is a universal truth that people have come to accept and and abide by over over decades and decades and probably thousands and thousands of years but they are they are the laws of nature, they are unwavering and unchanging principles that govern every aspect of the universe and, and are the means by which our world and the entire cosmos continues to exist, thrive and expand. And it, it is how we live our lives in accordance with those laws that that uh determines exactly what's happening in our life and how rich and abundant or or not so that That our lives become, and if if you have to understand if you understand the laws and if you live in accordance with them, or if you choose to align yourself and harmonize with them you in a conscious way then then everything does flow in in your direction, then there is wonderful beneficial abundance that comes your way and and understanding the laws and and going against them um. It kind of determines exactly what's going to come your way as well. And the, the, there is a, a law of harmony and a law of balance. And that's, that was one of the things that, that, um, that I started out the material that I sent you with. And, and basically it's, it's, it's a part of creation. It's a wonderful balance. It's an equal exchange. For every action, there is a reaction. For everything you do, that something comes back to you in direct proportion. Sometimes it's multiplied, but it's usually direct proportion. And throughout all of time, uh, you know, mystery schools and master teachers have taught that the law of abundance and compensation, um, you know, it, they, they've phrased it appropriately for whatever time it serves, but it applies to everyone. There are no exceptions, and, and it's, it's one of those major principles of spirituality. There is an exact balance and literally you'll be treated in exact proportion to the way you treat others. Now, sometimes you put it out and it doesn't come back to you quite the same way you you expected it to. But the reality is sometimes we we have to work off some of our past actions first before it starts to come into play within our lives. So, it's it's not wise or or advisable in any way shape or form that that you know you you spend a day giving out good things turn around and says well that's crap nothing happened to me i'm going to go back to my old ways because of course you know then that determines exactly what comes your way um and and i i started out with the the golden rule which to me is is the foundation of how we need to really take a look at our lives and um, that that's do unto others as you would have them do unto you, and I gave you as many different explanations as to where you can find it in all sorts of spiritual and religious texts, and it's phenomenal. It go you, you, we we went back, I think, 3,500, possibly even 5,000 years, in finding it as as something that that you know everybody should should sort of. Govern their life and follow us as, as to their life and, and action. It's it's found in, in traditional and non-traditional. It's found in philosophical um, philosophical statements. It's you know Plato and and Socrates and I mean it's all over the place. And and if, if you know when you think about it, it's such a simple phrase and yet it's. It's the simplicity that makes people not pay attention to it. And, and we have trivialized it and, and made it hackneyed and, and very trite by not paying attention to it. If you do nothing else in your entire life, if all you do ever, ever, ever is live by the golden rule um, and put it into effect within your life, you're going to find that there is abundance that comes into your life that is profound and, and amazing. Uh, and and i think one of the things that 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 we have done that trivializes it is to just take it at face value to just take the words say the words and not realize that it's not only the physicality of the words it's the emotional and the philosophical and the intellectual aspect of it that need to be applied to our lifetimes as well and when you take those other those other levels of consciousness and, and are, are applying it as well. That's when it begins to work with you with the greatest amount of richness, and, and that's where there's a profit, as far as, a profit that comes your way, as far as emotional and, and, and intellectual concepts. It isn't just, you know, if I smack you, you're going to smack me back probably. But it's it's the thought. If I'm thinking ill of someone, then 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 other people are going to be thinking ill of me. If I if I you know I'm approaching something without the whole core of my being, then then the the, the return of my investment in an emotional way um, is not as rich as it could be. So that so that you know you're 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 really not paying attention to the fullness of the phrase. It's simple. It's easy, and because it's so simple, we ignore it for the most part. Not everybody does, but but it, it doesn't come into play as much in our lives as would be wise, and and it doesn't come into play as often as it should. And because of that, uh, we we miss out on a lot of richness in our lives. Now, I, I talked briefly about the cause and the law of cause and effect, and it 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 has a great deal to do with you know what you set in motion comes back at you there is a boomerang effect it is absolute the law of cause and effect says for every cause there is an effect and for every effect there is a cause so so when you're when you're when you're talking about someone when you're when you're you know in your casual most times and places within your lives if if you are gossiping if you are Speaking ill of someone, if you are um, being judgmental of someone, it means that that comes back at you. And for those on a spiritual pathway, it's really important that you remember that. I have to admit that that there have been times in my life when I have not responded, and and you know when when someone has done something to me, and I I, I really wanted to go out and get even and stuff like that. And, and, and I didn't respond, be, you know, part of it was because I knew it would come back at me, and the other part was because it would make me look bad. Now, both of those are bad reasons, but, but I, did, I did the right thing for the wrong reasons. And, and, and as I get better and better and better on the spiritual pathway, I will just know that the universe will take care of whatever is going on and that I, I will be able to, you know, the, I, I know there will be a balance there. But it, it's also this, this law of cause and effect has to do with our everyday life, too. If, if we are doing something, if we are working for someone and we aren't putting our heart into it, uh, then, then, then chances are that we aren't going to get the benefit of that. And one of the things that, that this, this cause and effect applies to is, is our, our professions, what we do for a living, And and the the reality here is that that if you don't like your job, you aren't putting all of yourself into it, that means you're not going to get that much back from whatever it is you're doing. You could be working your your tail off. You could be grinding away and putting your nose to the grindstone that is unbelievable. But if if your heart isn't in it, if your spirit isn't in it, if you aren't investing yourself in whatever that job is, then your return is going to be diminished greatly. So, so it, it's, it it comes back to that. It's it's by if your if your job is pursuing your passion, then that's the greatest richness you could possibly. Wait a minute, the jet is landing. I don't. I, I do live close to an airport, but every now and then they decide to land in my front yard. Um. So, so, so it's a matter of if you're following your passions, if you're discovering your passions, if your passions become your line of work then there is such a great richness that you're investing into whatever you're doing that that you're getting a great amount of richness back it's 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 one of those those absolutes it's one of those universals that just absolutely um cannot be denied and you know and if you if you um I I will digress slightly. I I gave a lot of stuff away at a convention I went to once. I just gave readings away or I gave things away that I had because it felt good and and I was having a good time. And at the end of the day, um, people gave me gifts back, and I didn't expect them at all. And and yet, you know, they came out of the blue. and, And a friend of mine who was with me, said you know why are you getting all those things and and my response was i i don't know i just i gave stuff away and it never occurred to me that i would get something in return and and so two weeks later uh he we were at a craft fair and somebody admired one of his pictures and he gave the picture he gave a picture away because somebody couldn't afford it and i said that was a really cool thing to do and he said well yeah, I'm gonna test out your theory and I looked at him and I said, Oh, you gotta be wrong. You gotta be kidding me And at the end of the day he said, Well that was crap. I'm never gonna do that again. I got nothing back at the end of the day and I said, But you gave with the with the you gave thinking you'd get something in return and that wasn't the right way. You should have given it away because it made you feel good. And he said, "Didn't make me feel good. I wanted something in return. I didn't get anything back. So from then on, from now on, they can either pay or they have to walk away." And I said, "Well, uh, you learned something here. <laughs> so, so it's, it's, let's let's understand here that that what you put out comes back at you. What you give away comes back at you. But your intent in the giving is almost as important as the giving itself. Are you giving because you love? Are you giving because?" it makes you feel good are you giving because you know it's going to make somebody else feel good and you just like to see smiles on people's faces so so that so that it's part of this the whole spiritual aspect of it it's it's your intent why are you doing the good things you're doing hopefully you're doing good things so it's it's why are you doing it what are you putting out there what is it that 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 you know you, you are looking to share with with everybody and and so the the other the other part you know we have to look at is is you know where is our consciousness? are we looking at are we looking at um doing things to to make life better and to make life easier and to make life life more joyful, or are we doing it because we feel we have to and if you feel you have to, that's the wrong reason it's It's really important to understand that these laws work work absolutely all the time. It isn't something that they turn on and they turn off it, it it These laws are absolutes and they are constantly ever present within our lives. The universal laws are always working to balance out the universe and and we can either work with them or we can not work with them. And, and if we don't work with them, then then the amount that we give with with unconditional love is, is the amount that comes back at us. And if we're finding the, that our lives are empty and that we're not getting what we want in return, then then we have to understand that, that we haven't let go, that our ego has been involved, and the ego can, you know, and, and Glenis is right, e- e- ego can make, Big problems for us because if we think we deserve, then then we're putting um, we're putting um, strings on what we're doing. Actually, you know, we're we're here as a gift of the Creator. We're here because our spirit wanted to come down and learn and grow and share. And it can only learn and grow and share if it's done with all of your heart, with all of your spirit, with all of your energy. And and what's happening in today's society is that we are so restricted by um, what organized religions and what what our our parents and our teachers have taught us that that the the unconditionality of the human spirit being as profound as it is, it's, it's absolutely held back and held down. By all of those preconceived notions that people have poured into our heads. So, so basically, we're we're here to sort of reprogram ourselves, and we're here to understand, um, you know, even more, what what is most important for us. Um, the the other material that I gave you was on the law of attraction, and of course, all of us have have seen the videos, and all of us have read the book, just about. And if you haven't, it's worth it's worth doing but they don't give you the entire story with the law of attraction and and it's um it, it kind of, they kind of make it seem that you know if you make a vision for it or uh, board or wishing can make it so and it's not true uh there there is there is a great deal more to the law of attraction than just wishing for something it doesn't work that way and and You know, the positive side of all of the books and the secret and everything is that it did did focus people more on the spiritual side of life and and started people thinking, but the negative side is they watered down the power and the application to to the point that it's all trivialized and it's a bit of a joke. Um, You can't just visualize something and make it happen, but you can visualize something and work towards it within your life and... And help to manifest it within your reality, but you have to work towards it. You have to earn it. You have to, de- you know, you have to deserve it. You have to incorporate. You know, you have to shift your perception, and you have to change how you act and how you treat those around you. And and as you put that kind of energy into your life, it becomes richer. And and it, the the universe does give you, um, it, not what you not what you want. But what you need. And sometimes we, we kind of get into trouble by thinking we need something, we want something and thinking we need it but the reality is we don't. So, so you know, the universe will always give us what we need, always, 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 but, but we have to be flowing with it. We have to be one with the energy. We have to be a part of it. And it's then, then, then everything comes to us and it's amazing. And not only, not only, you know, I told everybody that this was not a, a psychic or a, a mediumship class, and it's not. Mm-hmm. But what happens is when the more spiritually you are, the more you in, creatively you invest yourself within your reality, whether it is being creative and gifting things to other people when you don't have money, because you can always give time, and time is the most precious gift you could ever give to anybody, ever, 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 ever so that So that it's a matter of what are you pouring into the reality? what are you sharing with other people? What kind of kindnesses are you doing to others and And the more of those kind of unconditional acts that that you that you share, the greater the return comes to you from from the universe and and sometimes it's money, sometimes it's people, sometimes it's having synchronicities take place within your life that you never could have perceived of before. But but basically, what we're we're doing here is trying to what we we I guess me and my higher consciousness. What we are doing here is trying to give you the tools so that you go you can open yourself up to your own higher consciousnesses, to that spirit that you have inside of you. Being on a spiritual pathway, being a person on a spiritual journey, is is literally turning yourself on and, and becoming more in tune with that part of you inside of you that that, that has knowledge and, and power and gifts and tools and wisdoms that, that are just beyond comprehension. And when you are listening to that higher consciousness inside of you, you are paying attention to that spirit that you carry within you. And And when that spirit is able to um impact your consciousness and your reality it means that you are more in tune with the infinite you are one with the creator you have a greater understanding of the meaning of life and 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 it is it is amazing and and in doing that by becoming more sensitive to that spirit you carry within it enables you to be more spiritually aware of that level of consciousness in other people so so and i'm talking about what some people would call your intuition now are I, I, i'm not sure how what your um oh glenis actually has her her ninja up but i don't see her in the queue that's cheating glennis is is debbie is glennis in the queue that's cheating um you can't do that glennis you have to call in to talk um so anyhow um i'm not sure what you call your higher consciousness or if you have a name like fred or ginger or whatever um or or if you you understand that um if you I, if you understand that that your intuition is really the wealth of knowledge stored within it is your higher consciousness and when you have an intuitive feeling about something it's your higher consciousness trying to tell you help you move into a, an appropriate direction and the more you trust that that intuitive side of you the more you trust your higher consciousness the more in tune you be uh, you become with with um that that aspect of you that that is where you want to go you know i i've said over and over again the answer isn't out there it's in here and it is and and all of the answers are in here and the more we tune into that aspect of ourselves whether we do it through meditation whether we do it through um paying attention to our dreams or our inspirations or whatever inspirations um spontaneous insight things like that that's our higher consciousness trying to get through to us, and the more we listen to it, the more we become in tune with that part of ourselves, the closer we are to having a dialogue a conversation and And when that happens then then we're able to to sort of move into new directions of understanding you know i everybody says you know how how are you so psychic?" I'm, I'm, I'm not psychic in that it isn't a psyche thing. I'm in tune with my higher consciousness to a great degree. And when I trust it, when I know the ego is not there, when I know that I am absolutely just, just letting things roll from my tongue and my mouth, then, then I know that higher consciousness is speaking. Then I know that that there is that aspect of tuning into that conscious level uh, consciousness level within me, and that's where I get my information from so so it's kind of it's it's a phenomenal experience, and it's one that that I think all of us from time to time have tuned into um, okay um now. And you put a nin- and you put a ninja up. So do you have something here to share with us?
2: <laughs> well, you know, I have to say I agree with a lot of the stuff that you're saying. You know, as far as like the golden rule, I think everybody has their own personal golden rule, their own code that they live by. Um, whether that be um, Treat others as you want to be treated. I I kind of live by the one that, um, you know, look at people as a mirror. Uh-huh. And this way, you know, I'm not gonna I, I'm not gonna do harm to myself because that would just be stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, um, and and this way, but I've always been like that ever since I was small. Um, but I don't, I don't, I, I'm not a malicious person. I, I never want to do harm to anything or anyone. So I've uh-huh. always been like that. So that's always been kind of like my motto. And um, as far as the higher self goes, again, I agree with you because I think that we've used so many different things. Uh-huh. And it's sometimes it is a little bit difficult for us to listen to um, when that little voice kicks in, but when we do and we give over to it and we kind of don't doubt that, we are kind of like in, in that that euphoric bliss because everything, it's like, the world is your oyster. Everything just goes right. There is no street that you can't go down because every light is green.
1: Absolutely.
2: You know, it is amazing. Um, <laughs> you know, people laugh. They go, oh, yeah, you can't ask for a parking spot. I don't ask for parking spots. I I just go intuitively, Which way? which way am I supposed to go down for the parking spot? Uh-huh. Turn left turn right, turn left, you'll find it. And I do exactly that, and exactly there is the parking spot.
1: Now, do you, do you have trouble ever um, determining whether it is your ego talking or your higher consciousness or, or your intuition or whatever you want to call it?
2: Um, in the beginning, because I studied under Doreen Virtue, uh-huh. and she was a wonderful wonderful teacher in the beginning but i i felt like there was a lot of ego issues still um uh-huh. working under her and i'm you know god bless her i think she's still a wonderful teacher but i still think there's a lot of ego issues there and one of the things that she did teach me was when you have a question whether it is your ego or your higher self speaking to you or you have you know you're you're in conflict with that ask ego to step aside i was like duh that's so simple why didn't i think of that so that's what <laughs> yeah. i would always do you know i would i would say ego step aside and because it is your ego it has to listen uh-huh. Because you're in command, so okay. ego steps aside.
1: So, so a- another good question here is: so, so what's the inner resistance to listening to that inner voice, the spirit, when we know that when we do, everything goes wonderful? What is it that holds us back often, and we still make the other choice?
2: Fear. Yeah. Fear. Fear. Fear is very physical and and ego ego seems to be very attached to physical you know because pain is very physical mhm you know um and so when you are very attached to the physical don't do that you're going to get hurt yeah you know so you tend to go okay i'm not going to do that cuz i'm going to get hurt <laughs> You know, I remember that pain. I fell, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but, you know, you got to look past that. You got to go, I can do this. Right. And and then once you do it, you go, oh, I did that. And, you know, sometimes if they, that's why they say if you fall off a horse, get right back on. Because right. if you don't, you, you'll never do it again. Because you've become yeah. too afraid. Um, and I think that you know, once you truly start to give over to truly believing in yourself
3: mm-hmm.
2: and yourself, your higher self, you know, the God that's within you. Yeah. All all that fear and all that doubt starts to shed, like um, the 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 skin that we wear that we call the physical. Human garment.
1: Absolutely.
2: Um, and, um,
1: I'm going I'm to pull. I'm, I'm going to keep your mic open, and, and I'm going to open Glenis's. Hi, Glennis. <laughs> Hi, Margaret. How are you? Doing well. I would Thank love. You. to You know, you put a face up. So, what, what, what do you have to share here?
4: Mine was a little bit further back in looking at responsibility. And I'm finding and have found for many years that we all run around uh, wanting rights and not picking up the responsibility. And I think a lot of the issues come back to accepting where we need to have rights, but the responsibilities must go hand in hand. And in that... um, you know, thinking of a lot of outcomes, people just put things out there and think somebody else is going to fix it up because they're not balancing the scales. No, that's very true. I kind of lost... Yeah, I kind of lost my thought. I had more than that. But sitting here waiting to get on the phone... <laughs> <laughs> I kind of lost no, no, so the But that's a big issue, yeah. Absolutely. And I, I think... There's... I think come Go on. ahead.
1: So there, there is great responsibility going here. There's, there's, there's tremendous re- responsibility that that co- goes along with this. Uh, understanding that there's that balance is phenomenal. But the responsibility oh, yes. when we, when we, when we go to, to do something, we have to understand stand that, that there is tremendous responsibility because we are putting in action something that is very, very important. And and when we put something in action, we have to be willing to take the responsibility for the results. Not so much even as you know, <laughs> big, I'm yeah. I'm 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 doing this because I'm going to get donuts. It's it's we have to think beyond the donuts and, and understand that the donuts are going to put weight on us.
4: So it's just really Absolutely. good, you know. So it's yeah, no, that part, you know. Mm-hmm. It's accepting that part. When I venture out to do or to say whatever, the ultimate end is my responsibility.
1: Absolutely. And you know, the the Native Americans have um, uh, uh, some of the Native Americans have a se- have a seven generation philosophy. If I do this, how is it going to affect seven generations from now? and and understanding that that every action is like a ripple it it, it keeps on going and and it, it it down the line it can have phenomenal impact on people that, that that your intent was not to do that um so so it is it is very important for us to to pay attention to you know what are the consequences of our actions and are we going to take responsibility for them absolutely that's that that's a part of
5: it, too. Nine.
1: Okay. Okay, we have Althea here. Hi, hi, Althea. Did you want to add in here?
6: Yeah, I did, actually. Hi, Barbara. Hi, everyone. Um, a, couple, hi. a couple of thoughts. Um, I've been listening. I was always driving back with a, a kitty cat in the car, so it was kind of fun. Um, anyway, so the golden rule, right? You were talking about do unto others. I, one of the things that I had thought about over some, some time was the corollary to this is that for many of us spiritual people, we forget to do unto ourselves as well as we do unto others. So, you know, that's kind of like the flip side of that coin that we have to remember not to put everybody else first all the time because many of us tended to be and tend to sometimes still be the healers, the, the people that are taking care of others. You know, we're in this field of spirituality a lot of times because of whatever we've gone through in our lives that led us here And we tend to be very aware of our actions to other people and how well we're speaking to them and being encouraging and loving and patient and kind. And yet our own internal dialogue often is not quite that. So I would put it out there to remember the corollary to it. And also I wanted to talk a little about the secret Um, when you mentioned that. The one thing that uh, always hit me about that is they very little talk about the action that's required. You know, so the intention of having the things happen to you, that's all fine and good. You know, but you're right, you have to take some action to, to meet it halfway. And and okay. the last thing I want to put out is when you talk about the intention of good works, right? So that man who didn't you know, he had the wrong intention about giving things away, you know, he was doing it in order to potentially get. I think I think there can sometimes be a little paradox happening because You know if you do something good, you know, theoretically or spiritually according to the laws of spirit, something good will come back to you either from that person or another source and yet you don't want to be doing it for that but you have that knowledge. So you have to constantly be checking in with your awareness and be self-aware of am I truly doing this for the right reason or am I trying to fool myself and spirit into getting me what I want because I'm being a good girl or a good boy.
1: Well, the the cool thing is that that you cannot BS the universe. So that if your, if, if, if your intention is not, if your intention is to get, you won't. Right. I mean, I mean, I mean, the, the, you, I mean, you can fool some of the people some of the time, and you know that thing. But you can never fool the universe. The universe absolutely, um,
5: <clears throat>
1: the, the universe knows, and 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 sometimes the universe knows even when you don't know. So right. that's that's a cool part to it. And and you know, it's sort of like when when people think it's time for them to move on to another level or whatever, they announce, you know, to the universe, Okay, I paid my dues, you know, when do I get the good <laughs> stuff? I'm ready I'm ready now and right. you hear laughter on the other side. Right. Not
5: quite yet, right.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's really it's um and i think i think the being kind to yourself absolutely that's appropriate but that that applies more to the balance you have to have a balance in your life you have to make sure that you have you know the physical and the spiritual balance what goes out what comes in balance and and you know it isn't so much um that that you know you're you're gifting yourself as much as you are balancing yourself i think that 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 is more important and and the golden rule is really how you deal with your environment, yes. and and you know what what am I putting out? What am I sharing? And and you know the important thing is your perception and your intent,
2: right? Because and all about your presentation.
6: Absolutely, absolutely. Yep. I, I agree. <laughs> I just wanted to share that other other side of it because I I find for myself and for some of the people I work with. There, it's not so much about not doing the right thing for others. It's much more about remembering to include themselves in the whole of always doing what's right according to your heart, your intention, and your guidance from spirit. Exactly. Well, I think um, I think that
2: was that was kind of like a you know I mean since this is like religious in a sense because we are talking spirituality mm-hmm. and religion. That's right. something that you know we've kind of been you know, it's been chiseled into our brains that, you know, you got to do the right thing or you're not going to make it into heaven. So, (laughs) you know, it's kind of like we're constantly checking in and even though we're we're checking in with our integrity and and are we doing this for the right reasons and do we do enough of it, let's check our balance and score sheets and, and, okay, I did this much, am, am I up am I up to par yet you know did i did i make it there yet um and well i did this for so and so why are they treating me like this
0: mm-hmm. and it's
2: it's not about checks and balances and i think we forget that and yeah. it it, it really, we shouldn't even be kind of thinking that it's 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 all about i'm picking up the garbage on the street because i care about the earth i don't really care if people are looking at me like why is she picking up that dirty stuff it's disgusting you know what I'm saying? It's not about what other people think. It's just about how I feel,
1: yeah, and I think the the other thing too is it isn't a it it isn't a um it isn't one thing in balance in other words, the balance that we have with the universe is a total balance right so so that so that you know all right. I did something nice for for this person, and and now something nice is going to come back to me. It's a total balance on your whole lifetime.
5: So right. you
1: may have turned you may have turned a corner, and you may have become the purest saint that ever walked the face of this earth. But you still have to balance out all the crap you did before you turned the corner.
5: So, right.
1: So the good will come back. You have to be. You have to know that it will come back. But sometimes it takes a lot longer than than you would think it isn't it isn't absolute it is,
6: well, it is the, I think once ahead. you're on a spiritual, once you're on a spiritual path, a committed uh, fully intentional spiritual path, we have instant karma in our life you know if you do something good, typically something good will come back to you if you do something bad, boy, you get bit in the butt pretty fast Well, yeah,
1: in that case you do <laughs> absolutely. But but it is it is a total lifetime that you're looking at the balance for, not just yes. the last two or three years. So right. sometimes it takes us a little longer to, to work off you know, what we what we've already built up before we understood where we were coming from. Um I'm yep. gonna um I, I think we have uh sister Marie here who has a comment too.
7: Hi, Marie. Yes, hi, it's Marie. Hi, Hi. Hi. good evening to everyone.
4: Good evening.
7: (laughs) Oh, I'm glad there's more than one of us this time. That's kind of fun. I like that. Thank you, Barbara. Um, I wanted to, on my way home um, and driving, I was thinking about getting on tonight just a little while ago. And um, I thought, you know, I kind of went into meditative prayer but kept my eyes on the road. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's thought- a good thing. It's <laughs> yes, a very good thing because I've been known not to. <laughs> <laughs> the thought that came in, the topic that I should meditate on before calling was the spice, as in the spice of life. And then I heard. What makes you happy to get up in the morning? What gives you joy? And those are the two questions that came in. And, of course, in my own mind, I thought about a lot of the things, the reason that question came up or those two questions came up and that topic. And then hearing the conversation and dialogue that you're now having, it kind of falls right into that um, same venue. And now I understand the questions, and that's all I called to say. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, thank you.
1: Yeah. yeah. No, it it. I think that that one of my um. My <coughs> big big uh. What one one of my problems with the secret is that it it.
2: Uh, it kind it's of. It's Not a secret. No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, and that you know when I saw it. Um, when I saw it, all I could think of was this isn't a secret. this has been around forever why mm-hmm. is why is Why is everybody you know so blown away by this stuff that we've known forever?
2: And I was mad that they were selling it, and they were they were taking money from people who didn't have money and just wanted to get further ahead spiritually just wanted to be happy and 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 grow and and really were just giving all that they had just to do this
4: uh-huh mm-hmm.
2: and they they already knew what was being offered
1: well i you know they they commercialized it so that that it it took away a lot of the magic and and I, and i love magic and i think magic should be shared absolutely um, we've got Marguerite here, too. Hi, Marguerite. You there?
3: Yes, I'm here.
4: Hi, Marguerite. Okay. Hi.
3: Hi. Um, I'm going to have to go back just a little bit because you've kind of done a lot of things. But when <laughs> Anne was talking about, <laughs> when Anne was referring to religion and how, you know, we were programmed into, you know, either believing or fearing into mm-hmm. a certain thing, certain way, um that's how my upbringing was because I was brought up Catholic for mm-hmm. eight years going through Catholic school and, and having, <laughs> that was the uh, golden rule for us. In right numbers, there. <laughs> well, the, in the first year, the first of my first year, um, I just, it just didn't seem right. Okay. So I just basically just, okay, I'll just, I was just so afraid to say, I don't understand this. I I just... I can't get it through my head. And as each grade went on until I was in eighth grade, it was like, nope, this isn't right. I'm sorry. But I still was afraid to see anything. Now it's like... Mm -hmm. um, Well, I knew. But that fear that they want to... You know, they, they just don't want you to know it. They don't want you to know anything. So for me the written word is man's word but you can follow it that's fine but that's not my i don't i don't necessarily agree with written word i just know what is right i know for me what how i feel if i like what ann says if you're doing something right you know it's right you know you you're doing it not with ego or anything else you just know it um and that I can't argue with anybody because everybody has their own opinions about how they came across um, uh, their own knowing or their own being or anything else. But just to me, I, I kind of just kind of wipe out anything that's written. And if, yeah, it, no, if I, it comes across and it resonates, that's fine. But <laughs> I I, I yeah. just can't sit and say, okay. Oh, that makes sense because sometimes it just doesn't
1: yeah I want to I want to share um, something with you um, James Von Prague, um this is I stole this from James Von Prague, I don't know who he stole it from but his I definition uh, no no we, I mean I, I like to give credit where I can um, but the definition of fear F-E-A-R is false ego appearing real
2: Yes right absolutely mm-hmm. yeah
1: and and you know that that happens to all of us. all of us have things that we haven't totally worked out
6: all well that's mm-hmm.
1: why we're here that's that's why we're here mm-hmm. and and if we look at those things that we fear and we realize that that it's just something that's put there so we can recognize the truth, it makes it so much easier to deal with it. And and so so I, I do I agree with you I mean I I spent a number of years in in in, in Catholicism um, I, I I tried on an, an awful lot of different religions before I discovered that all of them were the best way to do it just put them all together and take the best out of everything and that's, that's, that's exactly what yes. I
3: did yes yeah, that's that's so, what I do yeah.
6: so I, I said,
1: call my I call myself now an, uh, a universalist. Yeah.
6: Uh-huh. yeah.
1: Whatever it is, I'll yeah, yeah. I'll share it. You know, I'll participate. It's got to have something worthwhile if if there are a whole bunch of people playing around at it. So, but but yeah. you know, when when it gets down to, it's how we treat each other. It's how we mm-hmm. perceive um, the choices that we're making and and how we you know is it for the good of all? Is it? Is it for the profit of all is it is it is it something that is just gonna benefit me and if it is, then my ego is here at play and having a great time mm-hmm. but but if if it is something that is given freely, if it is something that is that is you know just shared because of the the love of the experience and the joy that it gives you in the sharing, then you've got something going on and um it's 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 really important that we we pay attention to these things and especially our intuition. I mean, if you realize, if you suddenly, you know, everybody thinks intuition is just another part of consciousness, no big deal, and and inspiration is just another part of of um, you know intuition. If you renamed intuition that master spirit within me, you'd pay a whole lot more of attention to it.
2: Mhm. I agree.
1: And, and a lot of this, a lot of it, it, it takes a long time to get to the place where I feel this. Why do I feel this? Where is this coming from? And if you're feeling something, it's coming from that part of you that is the spirit that you carry inside. It's that spirit trying to talk to you, trying to make a point, trying to, to give you a nudge in a certain direction. And if your ego is really strong, your ego will say, don't be ridiculous, that's just your imagination and that's nothing, you know, go with me, I have a whole lifetime of experience to draw from, while that that spirit within will back up and say, maybe you have another lesson to learn here, maybe I should keep quiet while you learn that lesson as well. Um, and, and you really want the intuition to talk louder than the ego <laughs> and you know you get to a point where you're able to do that you're able to open to that aspect of yourself and say are you sure if i jump off this building i'll float you know and and you know perhaps that you know that's not the wisest way to go but but it, it it's sort of like we have to we have to find a way of trusting and we have to find a way of opening up to that aspect because that's the purpose of the spiritual journey the spiritual journey is to, to get in touch with that spirit that's making the journey and try to, 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 to work in synchronicity with it. And as a result, you become so much more sensitive to your reality and everywhere you're going and everybody you meet. And that's the magic that happens.
2: Well, when you're, when you're going through your whole emotional um Ego, intuitive, everything wrapped up into one. You know, you, you, you've trusted your higher self, but you're still in human form. So uh-huh. there is still a part of you that knows that if you do jump off that building, your behind is going to die. <laughs> that's a reality. You know, that's, that's a real, that, that's something that you cannot escape. Unless of course you know you land on a trampoline or there's water <laughs> below or you know those types of things or you know King Kong catches but, you, know, you. That spirit within you
1: has is totally cognizant of the fact that if this particular body is destroyed, it'll just come back and get another one. So uh, you know it's 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 not the end of the world for the spirit. It it is for the ego, however.
2: Right. And but when you reach a certain point in your evolution, your ego it also evolves. So mm-hmm. your ego does not it, it 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 evolves and becomes a higher ego as well as your higher spirit as your higher That's self. True. And yep. so now, I'm getting a little ahead of us, so I don't want to go there too much. But, you know, with that being said, you're, you know, when you're still in this, in, in, your, in your younger stages of evolution, you're, you're in the physical form and you're, you're, real, you're in the 3D plane going, but I'm still afraid. And your higher self is going, and by right, you should be. So logically you need to climb off the building yeah. and <laughs> and use common sense uh-huh. and go from there you know what i mean so there there is some some give and take here and and oh, yeah. go you know what i'm saying so not not everything can be okay well uh, you know this there's a spiritual thing that you can you know do from 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 this higher's point of view, not uh-huh. everything can be handled from there. you know no, that's, um,
1: that's true but but the ego, even an evolved ego, even even um a highly evolved ego, still has just this lifetime from, of experiences to draw from. It has philosophy of other things, but it mm-hmm. still is, is tied just to this 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 reality. And it doesn't have the knowledge, the wisdom, the understanding of where we've been and where we're going. I'm in the middle of a motorcycle track here now um, <laughs> I totally love where i where I live it's just it's just the place motorcyclists like to go to see how how fast they can go before they hit a tree and um yeah, it's amazing. Three o'clock in the morning is a great time for them um. Yeah so but 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 you're right the the- the consciousness grows hopefully and understands the process that 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 the whole the the whole body is going through, but the body is only for this lifetime
2: right
1: and and the ego is very protective of the body because without the body, the ego doesn't exist right so so it will it will prevent us from from you know, from hopefully doing anything that would harm the body. Higher consciousness, um, is not really that that involved in the physical reality, though it does manifest within the physical reality, though it is gathering information from experiences within the physical reality. The the spirit within is basically um you, you know taking things on another level, on, mm-hmm. on, on an interactive level. It's, it's looking at things. It, it's, it's, standing, it's standing in the middle of the universe perceiving everything. The, the consciousness is standing on this planet perceiving as much as it can. And you have both of those aspects and qualities within you. And, and sometimes they don't
3: agree. Well, you know, I have a question. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. um, and I've told this story to a small group of friends, but um, I, I, I was not fighting with my ego, but I was still trying to get my ego to where, okay, you know, just like you said, you know, if it's not something I need to know or if it's, you know, uh, it's, it's in this place where I, I have to hear it, go ahead. But the, this one night, I kept getting this message almost screaming at me, and I thought, well, this isn't right, because it was a negative message. So I basically just shook my head so it would stop. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, that message was right. So how do you, you know, like, what? to me that was kind of like, okay. Can you
2: give us an some, example? Give us an example.
3: Oh, gosh. Something was going to happen. Okay. And, and that message was going over and over and over again. Okay, so like um, a fire? Um, No, to a person. Okay. Um, And, you know, just like, you know, the fear that, you know, if it's something bad, you should, you know, you shouldn't listen to it. So I just basically just, okay, I've got to stop this and just, you know, get rid of it. So, and I had asked somebody a while later, like months, years later, maybe, you know, Am I going to be getting things like this? Is it kind of like a premonition kind of thing? And well, probably well, not. Well, why would you why <laughs> would you label that ego and not your intuition? Because of it, it actually frightened me. That's how bad it was. So I just Let you know, me Like you for me, me to be standing there. Okay, I'm sorry. Did Go it, ahead.
1: Did it did it actually happen?
3: Yes, it did. Unfortunately, it did. So. Um, So it was. So it wasn't anything I could do. Yeah, it it was
1: a premonition, though. It was a premonition, and it was it was accurate. So your responsibility um, was to, in some way, impart the knowledge without terrifying someone. Like, let's just Mm -hmm. this is a for instance. Um, Mm -hmm. If. If someone, if you saw a car accident, Mm
5: -hmm. you
1: could say to the person that you saw having this accident, you could say, please be careful while you're driving. I have a feeling that, that, you know, this isn't a good time for you to be driving. You, you, Uh you (laughs) You have the responsibility to sort of give the message but not terrify the person because lots of times what we get is subject to our own interpretations
3: exactly that's why that what that message was was i had no idea of how to react to it it was a kind of just uh shocking me i guess because this was it was for a family member let's just say that it wasn't mm-hmm. something that you would think for your you know like it would ever happen so you know, I'm kind of like, well, I'm really listening now. I'm really, okay, you know. And now it's it's all more mellow and it's just, but for some reason that that message was, it was a screaming message. So I, I'm like, okay, so you're going to give me premonitions of just this stuff or, but it hasn't happened since. But it yeah, was, no, it, it, yeah, you know.
1: N- no, it, it, it doesn't happen like that. Every now and then. Um, I can remember my mother was taking me to a a party that I was supposed to go to, and uh, we were driving down the road, and I said to her, turn around and go home. And she said, well, you've got got this party you're going to. And I said, no, I'm going to cancel. Turn around and go home. We need to go home. And I didn't know why, but we turned around and went home. And... um, there was a horrible accident on the throughway and we would have probably been right in the middle of it had we not turned around and gone home.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Now that was that was action I took for myself. That was that that's an easy kind of thing to react to. But when you're when you're talking about another person and giving a message of some sort to them, you you have to be careful not to give exactly what you got because because you're interpreting that as a fearful thing that could happen to them but you can caution them. right and and you know if if you see if you see you know a a runaway bus plowing into them just just you know say look i don't have a good feeling so you know maybe you should stay home it, you have an obligation to mm-hmm. give a a gentle caution but but if the person chooses to not pay attention that's their stuff. And so, you know, mm-hmm. you 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 have the responsibility to give something gently, but not 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 exactly what you get because everything you get is it comes through your your level of perception. So, um best example I have of that is I have a friend who is a reader and she kept calling me and saying i'm throwing cards for myself and i keep getting death i keep getting death i keep getting death and she said i'm going to die and i and i kept saying well, you're not going to die you know that that card doesn't mean death it means rebirth and she and, and this went on for maybe two or three months and finally she she and she kept calling me every so often and saying i did it again and i got death i got death i got death and i finally said you know I do remember you saying something time after time after time after time that involves this. And she said, what was that? And I said, you've always said to me over and over again, I'd rather die than get married again. And I said, I think you're going to get married again. And she said, oh, I'd rather die than get married again. (laughs) Six months months later, I was at her wedding. Mm -hmm. So um, do understand that there, there, there can be very, very... Gentle ways of giving a message that that takes responsibility off of you. And if you further are bothered by it, write it down in a journal. This is what I saw. This is what I felt. Mm -hmm. As soon as you write it down, you can let go of it. Messages that come, you know, things like that, until you utter them or open to them or write them down will keep coming at you. If you want to get rid of them, write them down.
3: Because
1: mm-hmm. yeah. that,
3: that's
1: just...
3: Well, yeah. Yeah. And, and, well, and there's somebody in the chat room who knows exactly what happened. So, um, unfortunately, that message was just for me, I think, and not for um, who something happened too. So I think mm-hmm. it was for me, to, uh, as a warning, just... And they said, you know, how would you prepare for something like that? You know, it's, it's exactly. I, there was just no way that I could have handled anything like that, and I, which I did anyway. But um, mm-hmm. so now I know. But it was like getting, getting over what I thought was maybe my ego getting in the way, which is was my ego, but it was just trying to get my attention. And um, mm-hmm. so now, so now I'm just kind of. I, I am different. I am just—I don't know how to explain it any any, no, any
1: I can understand way it. else. <laughs> becoming, so. becoming as sensitive as as a lot of us are, um, you know, becoming sensitive um, makes us—you know—first of all, the sensitivity is to ourselves, and then it's to other people, and there's a responsibility there. And the responsibility is to make sure that whatever you say, however you say it, is done with love and and is done with gentleness.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, okay, we got Althea has, to, has wants to say something, okay. too. Hi, Althea, yeah. go ahead.
6: Hi, I just wanted to share a quick story. Um, you were talking about synchronicity and about, you know, putting things forward and having things come back. I had a really cute thing happen that just blew me away a little bit over this uh, last week. Um, Saturday, I worked a um, house party, and there was one of the people I read for who was just starting to open up to her spiritual path. You know, she felt energy for the first time, was starting to see auras, and, you know, she was very excited, and, you know, we had a good reading, and and a day or two later, she emailed me, and she said, well, do you teach? And I'm like, yeah, sure, do I, like, love to, and she asked me what my rate was, and I put that in the note, and, and I said, at the bottom of it, it just occurred to me to put in, and if money's an issue, I'm always open to barter, you know, there's lots of things I could use or need. So she sends me back a note, and she's like, oh, my God, that would be so wonderful. I don't have money, but, you know, the fact that you're open to barter is great. What I do is I do yard work, and I garden, and I help people clean their house and get organized. And, Barbara, you know my situation right now, but I'm getting ready to move. And my man is on the West Coast, so... The so yard has fallen to hell. You know, it, it, I need yard work. I need somebody to help me with gardening. I need to help clean in the house and getting organized. I just kind of stepped back and, and laughed and was like, could spirit be any nicer? So here's this girl <laughs> thinking like, I'm giving her this great gift. And I'm like, holy cow, this is exactly, if, if I could ask for the exact barter of what I needed and wanted, it would have been what she has to offer. So talk about synchronicity and you know, putting some good stuff out there and getting it back in spades. I just, I'm bubbling, as you can hear, I'm sure, how happy I, and we're going to start a week from Sunday. She's going to come over for her first lesson, and then we're going to see what she can do here. But sometimes it's just too damn cool. That's really cool. Um, boat Boat
1: Mom has a question here. She wants to know, how do you know if a message, if it's a message preparing you or heads-up of what you should do,
2: that you should do something? Annie? Uh, a message preparing you or a heads-up that you should do something? I think a message yeah. preparing you is, is um, maybe something that's showing you future things. Um, preparing you?
4: Hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, I... That, that's, that's a good question. I mean, how do how do we how do you know if it's if it's if it's preparing you to be able to face something that's coming your way, or or how or if it's if it's a message you could give you should give to someone. Um, you know, the intuition is really is is very good. Uh, go ahead, Marie. Your mic still open.
7: Well, that is a good question, and I did say something about that in the chat. Um, it kind of gets to a point of knowing what's yours to report and to share, and what is yours just to know there and especially the more sixth sensory you become, there's very little that you miss. <laughs> Um, I remember driving down the street near the uh, Midway Airport in Chicago years ago, and I got this ominous feeling that a plane was going to come through the gate. I mean, I, I was just scary, and I just turned off and went way around, a longer way to get to where I was going because I didn't want to go past that gate. Well, about I think about three months or two months later, a gate, a, a plane did slide through and people died on ice. And so, I mean, if I called someone and said, oh, hey, a plane's going to slide through the gate, well, they may not put me in jail for that one, but people have called in and told about murders they dreamt or saw, and then they ended up being interrogated and in trouble. So you have to kind of pick, I think gently pick your place in everything that comes to you And as you said, Barbara, it might be just a a warning just for your own comfort. Or someone said, somebody said in chat, someone had a dream about a car flat. uh, flat. And I've done that before. And ask people, do you want to know this information? Because sometimes people don't. And it's not fair for you to give it to them if they don't want it. And if they say yes, then share. Because, you know. Um, is really very delicate. <laughs> so that's it the isn't. one that I wanted to share. You're going to experience and know a lot of things, but you can't intervene with everything. Yeah. Well, you. Go
4: ahead,
2: I Well, I had a... Um, you know, I, I dream a lot, and... Well, everybody does, but I I remember a lot of my dreams, and I find that... Usually, when I have a dream and I I discuss a dream with a certain person, whoever that person that I'm talking to the dream about or relaying the dream to, my dream usually is for them in an odd sort of way. And um, like, for instance, we'll use Linda. And I said to Linda, I said, you know, I had this really weird dream, and I explained to her the dream, Um, and I said, I don't know why I feel it's for you, but it has to do with sports, and I think it has to do with your daughter, and we kind of went down, and I said, I'm going to go with it, because, you know, ever since I I said that I wasn't going to doubt spirit anymore, I'm not going to, so there you have it. Okay. And I'm gonna leave it at that. <laughs>
5: and she <laughs> left me.
2: A, <laughs> she left me a note on my computer, uh, validating the dream that I had. Okay. So I think that you you can't really know. It's like you almost have to be guided. Sometimes it just will. You'll be guided to to drop the message in somebody's lap. And mm-hmm. sometimes you, you won't, like, sometimes I'll be doing a reading for someone, and they'll ask me a question. And, I, I mean, I will hear spirit go, mm-mm. <laughs> like, no, <laughs> you're not supposed to say that. And I'll be like, I, I'll, I'll be having a conversation going, well, why? It, you know, and they'll be like, because they're not supposed to know that information. Well, why? Because they're not supposed to know that information. You know, you're not supposed to terrorize them, you know, <laughs> just like, you know what I mean, like like the accident. You're not supposed to come out and say they're going to have an accident. You know, you're supposed to go, okay, check your tires. Yeah. <laughs> you know, or give it to them like that.
7: that, you know what I'm saying? Red stop sign, and, and right. you know, I've had people come back and say, why did you look funny when I said I was going to the store, and could I take your son, and you said, no. I said, because I didn't want to say I saw you go through a car go through the stop sign and hit you. Only because it's just weird sometimes. You don't know if you're causing it mm-hmm. by thinking it or if you're actually seeing something that's destined. You know what I'm yeah, saying? That, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, and make- dreams
1: dreams are always prophetic. Always. There is always a message there, no matter how weird or strange or whatever. And, and everyone has a certain amount of time um, in which what their dream becomes a, a part of their reality in some way, shape, or form. Um, and, and once you have gauged, if you, if you write down your dreams and you just see how long it takes for you to be able to see something in your life that, that that is directly relate relates to the dream, once you have that time frame figured out, then you'll know whether it's two weeks or two days or seven seven days or six weeks or whatever it is. You'll know just and and the time frame with it, where in it manifests is constant. As soon as you figure out what that time frame is, it will be always exactly to that to that time frame. But our dreams also have a great deal to say to us. It isn't that we're just dreaming about someone else with a message for them. There is always a message for us there as well.
5: Of and course.
1: And I think it's really important that that we don't get so full of ourselves that we think, oh, this is for so-and-so, I have to tell them this. It's really important that we sit with it first and say, now, what part of that is for me? What do I have to, what, what am I supposed to get out of this? Because... Because it's your dream, it's coming from your consciousness, there's a message for you in there. And just like almost every reading we give, no matter how many there are, um, there's something in every reading that, that we take away that is very important for us to hear. So, well, so go ahead. Just
2: like every psychologist or, or every psychiatrist, every person they treat has something to do with them. Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely.
2: You know, so I mean we're all we're all part of the same spark oh. the same yeah. light, so there there has to be some some part of it has all has to connect us in 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 some aspect or another so when i when I had that dream i I could totally see how we were all like interconnected in there, and it was
3: actually pretty cool.
2: it was actually really, really cool. But um I yeah, it can a- see how that how how difficult that would be in, in the in the harder things when you when you wanna tell somebody something but really feel like you can't because it would alter a lot of things when they would have to have to find out on their own. And um because they would have to walk that path and make their choices. And if you were to give them the information before the time that they were supposed to have it, Uh you could alter You would put so many ripples in, not only change their timeline, but maybe possibly change many others.
1: Exactly. No, it's it's, um, when you're talking about really, really profound things like... Mm -hmm. um, was it Jean Dixon tried to call the White House to warn Kennedy? That, oh
5: yeah, he, I remember that. he tried that.
1: very hard. And 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 you know the reality is we go when we're supposed to go. Um, there's there's no way to avoid it even even though um, some people like to think there is. When it's our time, it's our time, and they will find you wherever you are. So <laughs> you know.
7: <laughs> There are also, I don't know if people know that, you do have doorways. Yeah, I was going to say,
2: they say that there's three times that you have an out.
7: And sometimes more. It depends on the person and the spirit. But, yeah, there are sometimes, if it's not a doorway for you, or if it is a doorway and you have a couple more after that, then you can sometimes negotiate your way out of leaving the game Mm -hmm. and stepping off the game board but See that's what I call it too. <laughs> uh, I'm glad I'm not the only one I call it the
2: the labyrinth
7: it, it oh, I saw that vision of a labyrinth. Did they ever show it to you? It's this labyrinth that I saw about forty years ago, and around every corner is something to scare you uh, or to send you out uh, i would
2: I would love that. <laughs>
7: But I love to be (laughs) there. Take it to the middle, you find yourself sitting there waiting for you. (laughs) Yeah. Well that's true.
1: That's what that's what this lifetime is, that's what the spiritual journey is. And and the reality is, you know, everybody says we're returning to God, we're we're returning to God, we're returning to God. But that other phrase, we are who we're waiting for comes in. So if you get to the middle of the labyrinth and you think you're gonna find God and you find yourself that tells you something.
7: It tells you a lot. <laughs> yeah, I mean I don't I, I don't
1: I don't think we're gods in training. I think we're actually gods and we don't know it. And you we're know,
4: waiting. Yeah.
7: <laughs> <laughs> well I think it is New Testament a, didn't just say ye are gods, these things I do the greater you shall do. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. And and you know it's it's I think we've been told in, in so many different ways, in so many different philosophies, in so many different um, cultures that, that 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 we have the the potential for awakening, and and our spirits are awake. They're they're fully functional, and often very frustrated with our with our personalities and how we're, you know, we're, we're dealing with situations in our life, but. It's our dealing that is giving it the material to be able to grow and and expand into another level itself at some point in time. I always think that when I screw up the most, I'm helping it the most. But, you know, I I haven't been able to win that argument quite yet. Um, But it's sort of like, you know, if I make a big enough mess at this, you're really going to grow this time. (laughs) There
2: you go. Yeah, I've I've always felt that way, too, that when I'm my dirtiest is when I'm my cleanest. Absolutely.
7: <laughs> it up real nice, doesn't she? <laughs> yeah, and and
1: so long as you're not breaking the law, I think you're fine.
7: But, yeah, there you but, go.
1: Yeah, no, it's 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 really, you know, the point of of, of having discussions like this, the point of of getting together and sh- and sharing philosophies, is to further understand exactly the connection we have, and and to share it with other people as well, so that so that you know. Everybody adds a little bit to it every time somebody voices something new or something else uh we bring in a whole new level of understanding, and we all we all grow from it um, Just me talking is is only one dimension, but with three or four or five or six of us talking, that gives so much so much more energy to the whole to the whole group so that everybody walks away wiser and and excited and and with with greater intensity of purpose, um, we all are, are at a place in time where where the spiritual journey is really important, and and I don't think that until probably uh, well, I don't know how many a, a decade ago for some, and and the, the 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 understanding that we have this this journey that we're on, we're not stagnant, and and we're not just people going through a, you know a spiritual journey we really truly are a spirit on a human journey and and on a consciousness level our ego is in awe of what's going on and the spirit is trying hard to hang on for dear life i think in some cases because 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 the the situations that we're asked for are so challenging to many of us and yet if if we approach all of those hurdles, all of those struggles, all of those um challenges that come our way with a creative um, sense of laughter and love, we can absolutely overcome anything. And and I think that we're while a decade ago or two decades ago, most of us in this field were very isolated and and operating on our own and part of that was ego and part of that was fear but now today we have great comfort in getting together in groups like this and sharing philosophies and and not not trying to one up each other is is you know this is what i believe and this is how i feel and um it it it's important that we share yeah. <laughs> yes i know you have a soul Jay. um <laughs> You know, it's a soul man out there. He had to make himself known somehow. Um,
7: so. <laughs> um, about, if you know, not this is Marie again. About, sure. uh, I don't know, it's been thousands of years ago, but um, Holy Spirit, what I call Holy Spirit, gave me, I don't know if I mentioned this before, there's, I think it was like 13 different types of dreams. We're on the subject of dreams and premonition And of course premonition is just a knowing of a future event That has a high probability of happening Because time is on a continuum So the past, the present, and the future Are all taking place at the same time mm-hmm. But there were also other types of dreams that were listed If I can find it on my computer somewhere um, I can send it to you But one was The scary one that everyone thinks, oh, it's a scary dream, it's my subconscious trying to talk to me. Yes, sometimes that's um, uh, your subconscious trying to get you to see something that you don't want to see. But there's also, we were told, some scary dreams are actually negative entities or spirits trying to infiltrate your space, and you are rejecting it via the dream so it is real and even science has uh, documented poltergeists and other type of things so we tell kids there's no such thing as the ghost under your bed that may not necessarily be true and we need to honor the child's fear by giving them a Native American dream catcher or doing something to help calm that energy because kids are really sensitive and they see things then there's the other type of dream, and I've had those, and I'm sure a lot of you have, where people's ancestors have come to me to tell me that their descendant who's still living now in this time is in trouble and want me to go help them or get up and pray for them, and a lot of times I don't feel like it, and then they'll hit me. Well, oh, I'm so glad I'm off of prayer duty now. I don't have to get up in the middle of the night all the time. That's... That was a dream for me And it was symbolic They even held up a picture of the person And I'm going, well, who is it? And I had to trace that person down the next day To find out who it was And describe it to people And then said, oh, that's so-and-so He's a famous baseball player mm-hmm. And so there's all kinds of dreams I mean, I could go through a whole list I think I've had at least of the 13 different types that are out there, and they're not just "quote unquote" dreams. They're just altered consciousness.
1: Well, I I would say that every dream is a vision on some level, and yeah. and that that how we how we deal with them, um, you know, is is appropriate. But I I still want to repeat that that even though it is a spirit talking and things like that, it it absolutely still absolutely has something to say to you and it's really important that we understand that no matter what it is we're getting there is a message for us and and you know a dream is a vision and you can put it in lots of different categories but still it's a vision and still it's saying something to you and still it, still it is also um, giving you information about yourself as well. So it's important that we understand that too. I mean, yes, sometimes you know we do have to take action, and we do have to do things, but for the most part there there is also that that obligation to ourselves that that we are getting information it is coming through us, and we need to deal with it there's There are a lot of different things that that go on and and I think that um you know at, at this point we're not actually you know going the dream direction, but since since you got us halfway there. Um, it's important to realize that that our spirit and and you know, understand when I say spirit, I'm talking about my higher consciousness. I'm not talking about some spirit that's floating out there. I'm talking about what I carry around inside of me. My spirit is trying to tune me in and put me in connection to um, other other aspects of the spiritual realm. And you know, sometimes it, it helps me to connect with people that have tra- passed over. And sometimes it's it's tuning to an energy that is that is here. So so there are a lot of different ways that dreams, you know, do, do help us. Um I do wanna um I do wanna go um back just a little bit to, to Jan and she's talking about she does animal totems on the air. Okay, wait, before, I'll I'll go back to that in a minute. Um I think Queen has something she wants to say if I can find her. Hi, Queen, are you Queen.
5: there? Hi, Queen. Oh, ego. Ego. Hi. Hi, I was listening to you all talking about ego.
3: Ego.
0: <laughs>
5: ego. The yeah, ego where you will. This is what I receive from the ego. 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 And the the person that was um talking about could I self be true. <laughs> I'm with I'm with her. Because <laughs> love one another as I have loved you, um do unto others as as you would have them do unto you. <clears throat> we are all um connected so we say. So we know. And giving oneself the very best is the best way to do it. Because Mm -hmm. you will not only know how to treat yourself orally and divinely, but you will also know how to treat others that way. So even though you have been giving, and and her saying, giving, 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 I know that song. I wrote it. Many Mm -hmm. verses to it. And to be willing to receive it,
4: to receive,
5: is a Is a mastery unto itself. And by putting into oneself at figure eight, you have more to give out. And you and I were talking about dreams. And I had a dream the other night. I shared a lot of dreams with um, the Reverend Ann. And I had a dream the other night about a car I had just purchased a month or two ago. And it was a, a used car and satisfied my pocket and my my energy. But this car was parked in a a garage. I don't have a garage. And the tires on the back of the car, (laughs) one in in particular, was like blown. (laughs) It was like blown in half. It was damaged very badly. And the other one had something sticking in it or something. I mean, it, it brought my attention, but not enough. I spoke to someone about it, and you know, that was that. And it was in the in the midst of other dreams, because I'm a dreamer, and I'm grateful that I am. I, I call forth more, and I also have prophetic dreams, which is stated week. many of us do, and if you don't, if they don't, you will. And I went out yesterday, and the card said oil telling me my, my oil was low, So I went and I had an oil change. And while I was getting my oil change, this guy comes out from un- underneath the car and he said, you know, your rear left tire is dry rot. Yes. He said, we don't sell tires here, but he said, you better get you a new tire. So I take it not far away was it within the time frame of the someplace for me to go and get a tire, the tires. I ended up getting four. And I had a little inkling about the tire, but the person I bought the tire from, the dealership that I bought the tire from, I mean the car from, um, had been driving this car. This is a person that sells cars for a living. I bought two very good cars from him. We would driven the car, you know, over a 1,000 miles and let his son drive the car, so on and so forth. It never even occurred to me. I had a inkling. But I am so grateful because had I not had that dream and that guy had come and said it to me, I might have just let it be.
4: Mm-hmm. Or we'll all be
5: hearing about me on the news or something. Or I have different news to be telling. The the dream life to me is as real as the you know, this experience now. And about being balanced, the goddess Ma'at is is a dear friend of mine. <laughs> she is em- embedded in my signature in many different ways. And to be able to be balanced is to balance the left and the right, <clears throat> to be in harmony with spirit, the spirit that has been spoken of, the spirit who we all came from,
4: the spirit uh-huh. who
5: is us many aspects of us all around us. And by linking into that and not getting caught up in other people's interpretation of what it is to be connected to spirit is a challenge, um, but yet one that is easily mastered, if we will. So I say ego on your way (laughs) and have a sacred day
1: no, you're having one, enjoy it. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I think that one of the, the things that, that most of us, um, on a spiritual journey run into is overinterpretation. Um, you know, you can you can look at a, a dream as or a, a vision as as what's there. There are underlying factors, certainly, but you can just—you can go too far. You can go so far that it becomes ridiculous. I mean, you could have gone into the oh well, let me see, a car is a, represents my emotional body, and and is my emotional body in danger of whatever, or you know, you could look upon it like you did, quite literally and appropriately. Uh, but sometimes there are deeper meanings. Sometimes there are more meanings. Sometimes there are deeper. More philosophical meanings to the entire dream, and and it's important to to look at them, but look at them with both both feet on the ground and and a balanced perception. Not trying to read something into it, but trying to read more deeply into it and understand what it is your consciousness, your spirit is trying to tell you. Sometimes it's just. The first. Yeah, that's
2: true. I, I, <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I, I think you read it just right. I think that you looked at it as your, you know, your attitude. You know, is your was your attitude, um, you know, balanced? Was it rotted? Is, is the, the relationship, was there friction in the relationship there for your oil? Oil usually is something that eases friction.
0: Um, yes, you yes. had
2: that changed. That wasn't the problem, (laughs) you know. So, therefore, it drew you to the tire. The tire is all about balance, but the tire really wasn't in need of balance. It was Mm dry-rotted. So, you really needed to have it replaced, and it was the left tire, which is usually the female aspect. And the receiving so and,
1: and you know we receive from the left and we give from the right, so i mean right. we can we can we can take it apart you know way, way, way down, and all of the interpretations will apply. that's what's so cool about it and and so long as you're not trying to um you know i i i find um I find that when we get a vision or an inspiration or um uh, or or insight and it's, it's absolute, like, yes, do this or do that, then that's usually the ego. But when we get something that there is, there is, it, we are left to our own free choice to, to choose, then that's truly our higher consciousness because we are given the information and we can choose whether to act on it or not. We can choose whether to... Uh, Perceive it as a message from our higher consciousness and and pay attention to it, or we can call it something else and we we move on. So that so that sometimes it's the ego, and if it's the ego, for instance, if you had a dream, and and, and ego does get into our dreams too. Don't don't ever think it doesn't. Mm-hmm. It does. And and if you if you were dreaming of friends and 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 you had a dream that that you were supposed to let go of this one person because she wasn't good for you. That's your ego. If, if you were given some sort of a message that, that you saw her as in front of a mirror and that her reflection does not, did not, was not exactly what, what she looked like, that would be saying that maybe there was something else inside of her and you might, might want to take a closer look at the relationship you had with her. That would have been your higher consciousness. When you get an absolute...
5: Absolutely ignore it. you know, I as I was listening what came to me through the quotes that I came in with is know thyself. And mm-hmm. that is key. That is that is key. And I also want to um say that part of my um current experience in terms of dream interpretation. I mentioned that I had spoken to uh, the Reverend Anne. I like to call her Illumination. Um, She had a a series of of programs that enabled me to open up more um, easily to access uh, from a broader vantage point the arena of dreams. So once again, I thank you, my sister. Yes. What do you say, sister?
2: I said you are very welcome.
5: Yes, always a pleasure.
1: No, I I think you know we are we are you know really involved with dreams and and I do I I do want to say that that the dream state is is very close to that intuitive state that we all that we all are so used to and you know talking to our, ourselves and and I think that what what everybody I, I want everybody to understand is truly when you are talking to spirit you are talking to yourself and and I know that forget who it was now dang it was Jan um, that that you know she, she mentioned that she she got uh, animal totems and she shared the animal totems and so she sometimes worried as to whether they were accurate or not when when you are giving purely what you get when you are giving selflessly you're always right always now it may not be what the person wants to hear and it may not be right for that person at that time but so long as you are genuinely giving exactly what it is you're getting you're right and and I, I think so many people worry about, am I right or am I wrong? Your spirit is giving you information and you've repeated it. You're right. You gave what spirit gave you. Um, you're a medium, and that means you're a channel, and that means that you just give what you get. So you're always right. Now, they, you know, people may say, no, I can't relate to that, or no, that doesn't make sense to me. But you're right. You gave them what you got. And that's, that's what we're obligated to do. We're not obligated to give people what they want to hear. We're obligated to give people what we hear our spirits say. And as purely and as honestly as you can, if you're giving information exactly as you get it, you are always right. And and when it comes to things like animal totems, when it comes to things like um, dream catchers, when it comes to things like medicine wheels, when it comes to... Ev- so long as you are following what your spirit is asking you to say, you are absolutely right because your spirit is all-knowing. Your spirit is a part of creation. Your spirit has total awareness. And whether or not the, p- the person recognizes the authenticity of what you're saying or not, that's that's not the issue. The issue the issue is they they have to be open to hear what your spirit has to share with them. So so please Dan understand you're always right. We're always right. People may not hear us but you're always right. Um Althea has something more she wanted to add. Hi Althea. You're you're open. Hi Barbara.
6: Um yeah you know one one thing i I'm thinking of with this also is we have to be careful as readers, not to be voyeurs. Um, sometimes we're just the true channel for the message, and we can't get we can't get wrapped up in do we understand what it means? We just have to be true to whatever the message is that we're seeing, you know so it's really it's more important that our client gets it or whoever we're reading for gets it. And also not get too into the, um, well, I want to understand and I want to know what this means. It's like that that can interfere as much as well, you know. So I think trusting that whatever the impression is that we get, that's it's accurate, whatever it is it is, you know. And we, we our, our deal with spirit is whatever we see, we say, or whatever we get, we share, if that's what we also do. Because, you know, I think on one level we get the impression, then we have to say, well, what's the so what? right? You know, what is, why am I seeing this thing? You know, what's the part of this? And then what are we supposed to do about it? And if it's share it and say it and here it is, that's fine. Even if it doesn't mean anything specific to us, we have to still trust it. You know, so it's trust on our side as well as on the client's side. But being true to the message is the most important thing, whether we personally understand it or not.
1: Yeah, and I think I think also one of the biggest pitfalls is i can I can embellish this, and it sounds so much better, but the reality is you can embellish the truth right out of what you said,
6: so right um, it's right it's right because you might be interpreting it instead of literally sharing what you're getting, you're trying to help them, and by trying to help them, you actually mess it up
1: yep and that happens to all of us at the very beginning, so oh. you know we all you know to be yep. to be perfectly honest um. I have not only put both feet in my mouth, but, you know, I've I've had room for a couple of arms and hands, too. So <laughs> that, um, you know, I, I had screwed up royally in, in, in my 50 years. So, um... Yeah. Um, so, Glamis wants to know, so when reading, the first thing that comes into mind, do we accept that it is of the higher self and its true message? Um... No, not the first thing that comes into your mind. The first thing that you feel is a true message. If you're thinking you want to give a message, you're coming from your intellect, and that's not, that's not what, what, what you're supposed to be doing, in my opinion. Totally my opinion here. If you have to think, then you're not allowing the spirit to come through. So that, so that the first thing that comes, usually the first thing that comes out of my mouth is much more accurate than what I think I should be saying. And, and it, you, don't, you don't think a spiritual message, you allow it to flow. So, so that if you're, if you're coming out with, I think, I think, I think, you're in your intellect. When you're saying, I have a, I, this is what I feel, then you're probably talking to the spirit. Yes. Yeah and it's hard sometimes it really is to differentiate between the two Um, sometimes you know what you should be saying but but spirit is saying something else and then there's a a hell of a battle that goes on inside the head Um, I get caught on the horns of that dilemma most often when somebody asks me you know they have a, a choice they have to make and they're saying which way should I go and Usually the, the, the choice is, you know, how do you feel, where do you feel you should go? You, you don't make that choice for them. You don't give them an answer. Um, and the one time I did give an answer, a woman, um, her husband was um, in bed, and he was catatonic, and he was um, he had been brain dead for a number of days. And she called me and she said, I don't know what to do if I should wait longer and see if he comes back or or sh- what should I do you know tell me what you know tune into him and tell me what he thinks what he wants and um I didn't feel that that was the responsibility that I should have, but i did and and the message I got from him was tell her that she should make the choice she would want me to make if positions were reversed. I put it back in her lap. You know, it isn't it isn't for us to make decisions and choices for other people. It's for us to give information that helps them to make their own choices. Yeah,
2: I always I, think, I, you know, I always think, I always think, you know, help me to help you.
6: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you
2: know, don't I, you know, it it goes back to that, that saying, uh, don't, I, I don't want to do it for you. I want to show you so that you could do it for yourself. Well,
1: stop and think a second. If, if you as a reader make a decision for someone's spiritual, any decision in their life is a spiritual choice. So if you make it for them, you have taken away the right of choice from them.
5: Right,
1: And, and um, sometimes sometimes we need to make mistakes in order to learn.
2: Absolutely.
7: Um, I'd like to add, if, this is Marie again. Um, there have been times when people have asked me to ask, for me it's Holy Spirit or if it's an ancestor or or a mother, father, God, whoever, um, whatever divine energy is coming in for them at the time, Um, They'll say, well, I want to do this and this. Like, I want to go marry this man. And I have never heard, since I've been doing this, since a long time, I've never heard divine spirits say yes or no. They always say, they might say, this is not what we want, we dream for you or want for you. We think it'll be too hard, but if you want to, we support you in it. It's always that choice. It's always left Mm -hmm. to the person Final choice
1: yeah i i I truly I don't believe that that spirit um, gives us the right to make choices for another person. I do feel that when we do that, we take on the responsibility of that other person's life, even though they haven't asked us and and you know that's something that we need to, and we will suffer the consequences of our actions, and that takes us right back to cause and effect. If you make a choice for another person, you have to live with not only the, they have to live with the results of allowing somebody to make their choice, but we have to live with the fact that we have done that to them as well. So that, so that, when, there's such responsibility when you're tapping into spirit and sharing what spirit gives you. So that, so that it's a matter of understand that, that you know, should I sell my house now or later? What do you feel? You know, you you don't give them an absolute. If you give them an absolute, you've made a choice and a decision for them, and that's not appropriate. Uh, Our our duty, our purpose is to share what spirit has to share, and often the ego hops in and says, I'll take this one, I can answer this one, because I know what the market is, and I can tell her whether it's a good idea or not to sell her house or buy her house.
2: And that's not the point. Well, Well... even think of us as parents and what we do for our children, because as a parent, we feel we know best. I know. You know what I mean, and uh, you know, aside from spirit, you know, us being women, moms, um, and 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 you know, very capable mothers. <laughs> and Barbara, controlling as we are. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and, and and loving as we are. You know, we want to do everything to make sure our kids are well protected. And then what we're left with is either a kid who is just like us <laughs>
3: uh-huh.
2: or a kid that can't do anything for themselves, that is totally yeah. dependent upon us.
7: And what about self-fulfilling property? Uh, That what you speak You give life to And a lot of times Mothers being protective Can be kind of fear based For their children And sometimes Mm -hmm. You're drawing Those uh, situations To your children Unconsciously Or even setting it In their mind That it's going to happen So it's kind of Precarious and delicate Operation being a parent And what comes out Of your mouth You know Life is it's it a is. struggle. It oh my! What does that set your child up? But I've heard parents say that a lot.
1: Mm-hmm. But it's it's very it's very true. And and being a parent, um, sometimes being a strong parent makes it difficult for a, a child to, um, I call it find their shadow. If mm-hmm. if you are so strong and overpowering that your shadow is 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 obliterating theirs. You, you deprive them of the opportunity to learn and grow and make the mistakes along the way so that they don't have to make the big mistakes. If you protect them so much that they avoid the little mistakes then then they're they're destined to make the big ones and and you know you, you just you, you have to stand back you have to know when you have you have to know when it's time to stand back and allow them to become their own person and um that's a hard thing to do. But but you know, some of us do it better than others and, and some of us screw it up loyally. And sometimes if you have very bad parents you become a very good parent. And sometimes you become such a good parent that you're an overly good parent. Um but you know what? Kids grow up in spite of us.
2: That's true. And they become I mean sometimes the person, yeah. sometimes you could have the worst parents in the world. And the kids still grow up and they're amazing. Just amazing. And then they have kids and their kids are horrible.
7: <laughs> well, it's genetic, you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> it's every other generation.
2: <laughs> but, I guess, yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's 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 almost you know, it's it's the same rule of thumb though. Uh-huh. Um and it, it's difficult. It's, it's, you can't make choices for other people is the bottom line. Everyone has to really take responsibility for their own actions. Even when doing intuitive work, it's free will. It's cause and effect. If, someone, if someone is calling you and asking you a question, um, your responsibility as an intuitive person is to assist and guide not to dictate
1: oh yeah absolutely and and you know most of us have never you know the most well all of us have never been mothers before, so we 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 do the best we can and right. and we try we try to do better than our mothers did, and yada yada, yada, but the reality is. We do we, we're guided by what we have inside of us and and if we trust our own intuition we're perfect mothers. I was perfect. Um I'm sure Annie you're perfect. I mean we, we <laughs>
2: I'm perfectly we, we, awful. <laughs> no, no, we, we do the right.
1: we do the best we can and we love them and that's that's the bottom line. You love them as, as much as you can and and you know that they are going to do a magnificent job in life and you set them loose and, you know, you don't kick them out of the nest too early. And they all survive in spite of us. And they become their own person. And understand that every spirit that, you know, grows up as a child becomes their own person with their own inner truths and their own spirit inside, and and they're guided by that spirit. So, so we know that they have a wonderful um, guidance system inside of them if they just listen to it.